It's your girl, Annie D, and you are now tuned into Celebrating the Bounce Back. Okay? Now tuned into celebrating the bounce back. Today we have the lovely April B, the one third of Coffee Productions, freelance writer, Ew. mother, Ew. journalist. Yes. Oh, we can't forget lover. Oh, <laughs> welcome aboard! Welcome aboard! Thank you so much. Today we are going to be talking about what it's like to be a teenage parent. Mm-hmm. But okay. before we get into that, I just want to say thank you so much for coming here in this crazy weather. Woo. I appreciate it so much. Those of you who don't know, today is not one of our beautiful days here in Philadelphia. We have extreme flood storms mm. and flood watch, and it's crazy. Yes, and it she is. treaded through all that weather after work to be here with me. Yes, ma'am. All right, so I thank you again. You're so let's get into it. Mm. So tell me. What was it like for you being a teenage parent? Well, it was tough. It was very, um, it was very, it was very tough. I, that's the first word that comes to mind, tough, because uh, I was pregnant at 16, had my son when I was 17, um, had my daughter when I was 19. So by the time I was 20, I was living on my own. I had the kids. I was a full-time college student. And it was a lot. It was a lot to process. I feel like it was happening all at once. It, it literally, I was pregnant and then boom, I woke up and I was two kids in living in West Philly. Wow. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. To say the least. Uh-huh. Tough to say the least. Yeah. So how did you overcome challenges or overcome that whole thing that it's a lot or did you overcome? I'm still working on it and it's been a lot of trial and error. It's definitely been a lot of trial and error, especially uh, raising a boy and a girl okay. and raising myself. Okay. Tell me, tell me more. <laughs> Uh, because I feel like um, as I come into my own, and I'm still coming into my own, I'm not 100% there. I feel like on a scale, I'm about 50 to 65, 65% there. Um, I've had to do so much unlearning oh. as a parent, you know? So things that I thought worked when my children were younger, I'm coming to realize they don't work. And not only just for my children, but um, parents, period. Okay. And I feel like specifically like in the African-American community, we are taught certain things and we are shown certain things. And it's like, you're an adult now. And you're like, well, mm. that, ain't, that ain't how you do it. You know, like if one does something and everybody gets punished, it's just like, in what world does, does that make sense? You know, and like we don't allow our children to have a bad day. Like we understand it with adults, oh. but with children, like my it's my son is only 16, uh-huh. and he's more open with me. He's always been a talker, like his mother, <laughs> um, but he's more open now, and he's going to the 11th grade, and he has been more open with his tiredness. Like, Mom, I just need one day. Uh-huh. I just need a day. And before, I was like, hey, I'm going to take your ass to school. But now, I, you know, like now that I'm coming to my own, and I'm realizing that I don't have to parent the way my predecessors parented. Okay. I'm, I'm more understanding, like, all right, now, what you going to do? I'm going to home with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, we're all going to take that. And you can still have your space, but you know, you, you have to have that parent mindset, but you have to be more understanding. So that's one of the things that I am undoing, and I'm coming. I'm having these aha moments uh-huh. now. I'm 33, and so like the way I parented at 23 is way different because mm-hmm. I'm growing. Yeah, so that's one of the things I'm, I'm realizing. Like I thought I had it down pat. 
So I also heard you say that you were parenting you in the process. Yes. So tell me, speak more to that. Um, just realizing that the advice that I would give my daughter and the advice that I give my son, I need to be more aggressive with myself. Oh. If I tell my kids, listen, you don't have to be that person's friend, at them. <laughs> and I had to say to myself, April, you ain't got to be this person's friend, at them. You know? <laughs> like, you, you take yourself out of the equation so in so many instances that you uh -huh. don't realize that you need that too. Oh. And it's different coming from your friends and coming from your loved ones as opposed to it's coming from yourself. I agree. Wow. So yes. were all these things, were they obvious? These All these changes or all these things that needed to happen or had to go into the parenting or into the change? In retrospect, they were, but I was always in a, I gotta do it, I gotta do it, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do that, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Like, I should have seen these things, but I, it was a combination of me thinking I knew it because I've been through so much coupled with the fact that, again, I was parented in a, in a way that led me to believe that some of the things I was thinking were incorrect. Mm. And it took me to step outside of that and say, well, listen, the people that parent you, listen, <laughs> people jump the ball. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you, you got to pick it up and switch it up. Like, this uh -huh. is this is you and in your hands. And these are your children. So you got to break that curse. You got to break those chains. You got to break that, that mindset. It's okay for them to have a day off. It's okay for them to discipline them physically. It's okay for them to express themselves. Yes. I feel like a lot of times uh, before, like the last two years, I was not including my children in the decisions I was making. Okay. Looking for houses, uh, uh, vacations, things like that. I'm like, we're going to do what I say, and they're going to do what I say, and mm -hmm. that's it. And it's like, no, you need to include these children in these decisions because they become adults and they don't have that voice. Yes. They don't have that voice to express themselves. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely... Um, it was a combination of me coming into that and, and just really paying attention, paying more attention. So things were happening, too. So it sounds like you had to be take some accountability, too. I had to take a lot of accountability. Mm. It's a very uncomfortable, you got to say the whole word, uh -huh. uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uncomfortable to miss an ish uh -huh. and take accountability. Uh -huh. Like, dang, I dropped the boat, too. Uh -huh. You know, so that, that's been an experience, too, accountability. So does that show up um, when you talk with your children? Do you hold them accountable for things that they talk? Absolutely. To? Absolutely. And I take accountability. They don't take accountability because they've seen it in me. Okay. So it's like, all right, you know, it crisps so much because we've <laughs> seen this ish for a long time. Now I'm like, all right, that's how it used to be. This is how it is now. And this is how it's going to be moving forward. Yes, you can be vocal. Just so long as you're respectful. So, yeah. wow, I just appreciate you just sharing all of that. I know there are that can be challenging when you have to face new things yes, and then yes. uh, confront old ways. Yes, yes. So in that, could you just tell me just a little bit more of your process of like how you got to this place and then what you are doing with all of that positivity and change and energy? That's uh, a lot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there for about sixteen years now. Uh -huh. So um, there was a lot of trial and error. Um, so my, again, my son's going to be 16 in September. Um, so prior to the last two years, it was a lot of me doing what my grandmother did, doing what my mother did not do. Okay. And it's like, you, you know, I feel like we have a blueprint either we have something that we're going to do or something that we're not going to do, you know? So I was, I was trying so hard not to be the parent that my mother was. I'm mm -hmm. still missing key elements of what I thought or what I still think a good parent should be. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to be more attentive to my children and give them more leeway and give them more activities and, and then try to include them in things. And I still was like, 
a little easier, too too easy for them. Okay. Like chores and things like that. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna get it done myself. It's like my mother was nothing like that. My mom was like, y'all gonna do this, y'all gonna do that. And one of y'all do something, everybody's getting their butt beat. And that's just what it is. It was like I was trying so hard not to be her that I was kind of like being her, but not completely. Uh-huh. And the same with my grandma. Like I took everything that my grandmother said to heart, not realizing that that was just the way she was. Uh-huh. And I had to come out of that. There's a lot of that too. That's another show. <laughs> um, but the last 16 years have shown me like it's trial and error and just like accountability. It's uh-huh. stick to itiveness. Like uh-huh. if you say you're going to do something, you got to stick to it. And even me coming into my own as a woman, as a young black woman in America, uh-huh. and that being my case, yes. I definitely had to come into my own so that I could be a benefit and not a hindrance to my children. Mm. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of trial and error, a lot of breaking down, a lot of crying, mm-hmm. a lot of uh-huh. near-death experiences, <laughs> like a lot of things that really made it. When I say near-death, I mean like I was putting off like going to the hospital, going to get checkups and stuff like that, and then I had a cyst that ruptured uh-huh. last year, and, and they ended up finding another cyst, and they were like, uh... The good news is that you can eat something in the hospital, but the bad news is you ain't going home tonight. Uh-huh. And I said, what? Excuse me? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Okay. And they were like, yeah, there's another cyst that's about the size of a golf ball, and we're going to do the surgery first thing in the morning. And I said, oh, shoot. And it's like, if I would just, you know, took care of myself instead of making sure I just took care of the kids and, uh-huh. and working the bills and stuff like that, then I feel like I would have caught that in time. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was getting the annuals and the, and the physicals, but I feel like I should have had a more invasive uh, procedure. Uh-huh. After I had a, I had a cyst rupture about ten years ago, and I just let it go. Okay. I should have seen on top of it. I'm like, oh well, if it happens, it happens. It wasn't that bad. It could have been really bad. All right. So that's why I say it's like a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of accountability. It's a lot of like that experience really opened my eyes. Like, oh snap! Like, sis gonna check. Yes. So scary. And then you got the kids, and you got yourself, and so. Um, from that. From that, it was like yo. I make all my doctor's appointments, making all my physical appointments, just checking my blood pressure, just cutting back on the meat. Like, I changed my diet. Um, definitely, like, took the meat out, uh, cut back on all the sugar. Uh-huh. It, it, it took a lot of changes for me, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, too. Oh, yes. All right. Spiritual changes uh-huh. um, for me to become the parent that I feel like I should be and, and will be in the future. Wow. It was a lot. It was a lot. This is the perfect place for you to be as you yes. are celebrating your bounce back. Bounce back. <laughs> yes. The bounce back. Yes. Wow. Could you just share with me like a, a memorable moment that came from any of this experience, either from your children, parenting as a young parent mm. or parenting in your adult life? A memorable experience. A memorable experience would be okay, so we're looking for houses. Uh-huh. And my So this is now? This is now. Okay. This is now. We're looking for houses. And my son is like, Mom, I'm so proud of you. Oh. He said, This is like it's it feel like it's too good to be true because we've been through so much and you really getting it together now. Like <laughs> we getting extra money for Christmas, you got extra money in your pocket now, we're looking for houses, and it's like and that made it that made us a terrible group back. And then my son say, like, yo, to see you smile like that, mom, that just lights my heart up. Oh, and I was right. like, oh, that's my favorite boy. That's my boy. And it's like no greater feeling than having your children mm. express that that sincere, gratitude. those sincere feelings and that gratitude. Yes. It was like, oh, my God, chill with me. Shut your mouth. Praising your mother like that. I was so happy. But it was just like. Yes, April, you have come so far. So anytime you feel like 
you know, the, the rug has been stanched beneath you. You know, there's another rug coming. There's another, you know, opportunity coming. It's going to be bigger and better. It's going to be comfier. Toes is going to be plush in this rug, you know. So don't don't get so work up, worked up and hung up on the bad. Because mm -hmm. nothing lasts forever. It's all temporary. That was that was a great moment. Wow. The energy is definitely in the room. I feel it too. I feel it too. I'm like, ha. That's good. That is good. So tell me what, I know in your process, these kind of things kind of just happen and the change comes to, comes about. But what really, or do you know, what was it in you that really compelled you to really follow through? Because you could have said, this is too hard. I'm done. Uh, Definitely the way I was raised. Definitely my childhood. My childhood was rough. I don't know if people have been through worse, but that does not take away from the uh, severity of how we were raised and just the lack of guidance. Uh -huh. Like, I look at 15-year-old April and I'm like, yo, you knew you was going to make it, cousin. You knew it. <laughs> Sus. You knew you was going to be somebody. You just didn't know it was gonna, you were going to take this path. Uh -huh. The 15-year-old April wasn't thinking about no baby. She was babysitting, trying to get her little money here and there, stalking CVS when she turned 16. Like, you know, in a couple months, I'm going to be here. <laughs> so can you, you know, just get comfortable with my name? My name is April. Hi, how are you? You went to CBS? I did. I went to CBS every day and I stalked them until I turned 16. Then I turned 16 and I was like, I'm 16. Do you have any applications available? Because I really like a job. <laughs> oh. I need some money. So it was like, she knew she was going to be someone. Even 19-year-old April, you know, in my uh, my senior yearbook, I wrote, I'm going to be a homeowner, a journalist, and a mother. Uh-huh. No, a wife. A wife. Uh huh. So I got two of them there. I'm going to be a homeowner. Uh huh. And I am a journalist and I'm going to be a wife. And I was 19 year old April, like, yo, sus is going to be straight. Uh huh. Her mental, her spiritual, emotional, like, she just, oh. but she but she just knew it. So it was like a lot of times I look back and I'm like, that's what's kept me going. And I feel like kids need you at different stages in their lives, but they need you the most. In their, in their prime. And I feel like the prime of your life is like the late 20s, early 30s because you're coming to your home. You're undoing everything that you were taught and you're relearning yourself. So it was like you're parenting yourself. But then you're parent enough. Got it. So that definitely like kept me here. I was like, wow. I can't have my kids do no nut stuff in their prime. So it's going to mess them up in the future. Yeah, get them prepared. Get them prepared, yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. So you're saying that basically what compelled you was just all of your past experiences. Past experiences. Of things that you no longer wanted. And my present as well. Uh -huh. like, I, don't want my, I don't want my kids to be with people and be at jobs and be in places and spaces. Oh, cousin B, listen. You better go far, far, fly, fly. <laughs> fly, fly. Fly, fly. I'm going to come get on the plane and see you. Don't stay here. Oh, because I don't, I don't want to leave my mama here. Listen, <coughs> your mother will come see you. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to jump away. Get your ass up out of here. Get out of here. Get to go. You get that stepping. <laughs> There's a job for you in Kansas City. I ain't on the plane to you when you get your train. Write uh -huh. me. With, with Skype me. Yes, write me, Skype me. <laughs> Call me, beat me. You want to reach me. It's impossible. But you can go. Because it's, it's possible for you to go. You know, I, I just see my friends and I see young April and I'm like, nah, such you got to keep going. Uh-huh. You got to keep going. All right. Mm -hmm. So on that note, yes. is there any advice that you would give to a young mom or Anybody who is in the process now parenting at, from being a young parent, but now in their adult walk. Workshops. Tell me more. Take your butt 
to parents and classes, take your butt to homeowner workshops, financial workshops. If there's a workshop and it's free, whether it's your library, you gotta pay a couple dollars, invest in you, invest in your education. And I'm not just talking about the books, I'm talking about your financial, your spiritual, your emotional, take your butt to therapy if you need to, because all that's going to help you be a better parent. Mm -hmm. I went to a homeowner workshop and I was like, ugh. Could you plug where, where was the homeowner? Oh, Northwestern Counseling Services, right there on Broad Street, by uh -huh. the Pizza Hut and the um, CVS and Philly, uh -huh. 66 and Broad. Uh -huh. And I went to that workshop. What's it called? Too. It's called Northwest Counseling Services. Uh -huh. And what it is is a program that's affiliated with the uh, Philadelphia First Home. Uh -huh. So it's a six-hour workshop, but it's well worth it. Okay. Um, and they basically just prep you. They teach you about the difference between FHA and the conventional loans and how to balance your, your checkbooks and budgets and things of that nature to prepare you for home ownership. Okay. And the city right now is giving away 6% of 10 grand towards your down payment and closing costs. Okay, if you hear that, yes. Northwest Council yes. Service? Northwest Council Services. That's just one in the city. You can find a council service in your neighborhood. Uh -huh. You attend the workshop and then you do your one-on-one -on -one and as you search for houses, you link up with your uh, your counselor and then once you uh, are under contract with a house, 30 days, they'll have the money for you. Oh, wow. Yes, Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So I'll definitely tell the parents, educate yourself. Okay. Um, is there anything specific about your journey or your walk that if you could drop a gem to somebody else, you would? Mm. Well, say, say no. Say no to when you feel like saying no, say that. Say yeah. it. And when you want to say yes, say yes. Uh -huh. And definitely, definitely do not worry about what people think of you. Because a lot of the time, when I say 99.9%, .9 I'm talking about boring, you are the father Sanderson. <laughs> people will tell you not to do something because they're afraid to do it. Uh -huh. Or because they're afraid of how you will look. And uh -huh. that, it'd be a whole bunch of malarkey. Putting their fears on Putting you. Putting their fears on you. Because yes. they don't want to see you succeed because they tried it or they're afraid that you might fail. Uh -huh. And some people be mean and well, but they still hold you back. Hello. Do what you want to do. I'd rather you say, I wish I wouldn't have as opposed to I wish I would have. Mm. Yep. Thank you. Well, I thank you, my lady. But before I let you go, I can't let you go without dropping the main drip. Oh, come on now. Drop yes. the sauce. So tell me just that, that end piece. I don't even need to introduce it. You just talk. Tell me. What about uh, coffee? Did you start the coffee production? Uh -huh. Yes. Well, actually. Uh -huh. So coffee production was started by myself, Mackenzie Britz, and Shayla Jones. Uh -huh. uh, we felt like there was not enough representation in media. Yes. Um, so we decided to come up with Coffee Productions to stay fully collaborative. So it's Co-Fi. You uh -huh. pronounce it Coffee. Uh -huh. um, so we are three sisters that are trying to start a radio station. Get an FM dial. They call the whole uh, money. So if y'all want to donate. <laughs> y'all can donate. <laughs> no, but seriously, like we, um, right now, we just got our LLC. Um, we're looking for a building. Uh -huh. We have all of our equipment. And that's the thing, too. I know you experienced it with... You have to pack yourself up and break it down. You got to pack it up and you got to break it down. So right now we're looking for a space to call home. Yes. Um, and from there we are going to look into an FM dial and what that's going to cost. And I know it's going to be a ton of cash, but we're going to get it together. All right. Yeah. So we have our radio station. We also have an app. Uh -huh. Yeah. And our website where I write the blogs. Blogging with B. <laughs> What's yeah. it called? Blogging with B. All right. You know, it's a shameless plug. Uh, 
And yeah, so we, we're just focused on African Americans and minorities in general because I feel like, again, the representation is not there. Uh-huh. And the, the uh, stories that they do cover is all negative. Uh-huh. Not, enough, not enough positivity. Yes. So that's our goal. All right, so where can they find you? We're actually, we have an app. It's uh-huh. called Coffee. Coffee. C with this, the O with the apostrophe over uh-huh. P-H-I. Okay. And we are in the Apple and Google Play stores. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. All righty. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming to celebrate the bounce back. You have bounced. Yes, the sister has been bounced. Thank you for listening to Celebrating the Bounce Back. Check out our website for show notes and links. Subscribe. Tell a friend. You too can bounce back.